You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Jonathan Latham's Dissident Gardens tells the stories of three generations of all-American radicals. In this reading from the novel, Rose Zimmer, the Red Queen of Sunnyside Gardens and a member of the American Communist Party, is introduced to her daughter Miriam's fiancé. Tommy Gogan had, as Rose's sisters would have said of a baby born under dubious circumstances, yet nevertheless to be embraced as marvelously adequate, two arms and two legs. He had two eyes and a nose in the middle of his face. He wanted to marry Miriam. He talked of himself as a fighter for peace and equality, not immodestly. Yes, he came from the ranks of the rather corny brothers and had appeared with them on The Steve Allen Show, but his own art was less traditional in the Blarney sense, more directed to international themes and American styles, specifically the blues, which term he pronounced as if firmly capitalized. Where had Rose heard this before? Leatham did not have to look far for Rose's inspiration. So I have this grandmother, and I knew her as a kid as an overwhelming presence. Really bold, really charming and charismatic, but also really dark, challenging, very ready with her own sarcasm, and with dark areas, mysteries, problems. So I decided I'm going to attack this mystery, this legacy, in a direct way in this book and base a character on what I do know about her, but also on my wishes, lies, and dreams about the parts of my grandmother's life that I couldn't know but I could guess about. The novel centers around the relationship between Rose and her daughter, Miriam. Miriam, the daughter in this book in the 50s, growing up in Queens, feels cloistered and like she needs to break out. So I related to this very intimately. It had been my story, and it had also in some ways been my mother's story. I think that the mystery of, here's my grandmother who rather heroically raised a child alone. She was a working mom with a single daughter through the end of World War II and through the 50s. The intensity of that relationship, the solitude of the two of them alone in that apartment, how much they depended on each other and how much they must have been one another's only focal point for all their frustrations or all their yearning. It just seemed to me supercharged, so I wanted to try to unpack it and explore that, what finally can can never be known. Leatham's novel unfolds in a splintered chronology that mixes past and present, which is consistent, he says, with our experience. Our relationship to the past isn't simple and continuous and undeflected. In fact, it comes at us in weird stops and starts, and we resist thinking about these things, and then suddenly it will become quite urgent to figure out, wait, where do I come from? And And so I wanted the book to involve the readers experiencing it as a series of dynamic negotiations with the past. Leatham suggests that our relationship to the past is reflective of a battle for our identity. The book is partly about the enshrinement of our past influences, even if they're as specific as a parent, versus amnesia, trying to move on, trying to divorce oneself, transform oneself, leave it all behind, you know, and this constant dynamic between denouncing where your parents are from and accepting that you're completely their creature, that you're made of their stuff, you know, ideologically as well as on a DNA level, (laughs) doomed to have to recall and embrace and navigate legacy. In Dissident Gardens, Jonathan Lethem explores personal history and American history as a means of helping readers recall and perhaps revise their understanding of their own history. With time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony.